Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges, and joining me today, we've got a very special guest. She is an SEC champion. Uh, she represented France the 2016 Olympics. She's a two-time 2018 European champion, 13-time NCAA All-American. Uh, she's entering her second season as a member of the LA Current in the International Swimming League, Beryl Gastadello. <laughs> What an intro. Nice. Hi. basically swims anything uh, below a 200 she's 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 super versatile she's backstroke butterfly freestyle um her relay prowess is is unprecedented uh she has held off renomi chromo jojo in the 400 free relay she's ran down katie ledecky in the 400 free relay and one of the most exciting relays i've ever seen in person um she she comes through in the clutch she's an isl skins champion uh she's she's her sprinter prowess is is pretty much unmatched uh so she's got a lot going on she's gonna she's gonna talk to us about her training or competition let's get started with the here and now you just re-signed with the la current for your second season you're getting ready to head off to budapest w what are you thinking about the isl season yes i'm super excited and i'm very proud to be part of the early current and i'm also a team captain for this year uh, obviously, I mean, I love the ISL, I love this concept. I'm very, I can't wait to leave. I mean, it's just not going by fast enough, you know, uh, three more weeks. Uh, I'm very excited to race and, you know, see where I'm at, see the team and all just being in that environment that is very like positive, I think. Yeah. Have you, have you ever been on training camps quite like, I mean, obviously this would be different for everyone, but you know that it's it's going to be four to six weeks in budapest training with your team what are you kind of expecting out of that have you ever been on a longer training camp like that before yes i actually have um when i was in marseille before i came to the us we used to go to training camp like you know like three to four weeks so i've been to mallorca i've been a like couple place uh also a ski station but we didn't ski um <laughs> it was just <laughs> what a bust <laughs> Especially because I really like skiing. Uh, now, I've, I've been there before. I've done that. I really like it. It's very different because, you know, you get uh, pretty much out of your comfort zone. Um, for me, it's not a problem, but I know a lot of people struggle to adjust to that. And you have to find a, a new routine very quickly. And then uh, I think it's a great experience for everyone, you know, that you're comfortable with it or not. Um, and then also we're going to be able to... Uh, just staying at the same place, it, it's going to be very different than it was last year, obviously. But also, I think we're going to learn a lot more because we're going to be around people like for six weeks. So you can see what other people are doing, see where you're at or not, uh, you know, learn. I just love to learn and I love to share. So and I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. So I can't wait for that. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I'm I'm super excited just as a fan to see how it's all going to play out. I think, like you said, the, the from the athlete's perspective, getting to be actually on a team with your team for six weeks at a time, 
um, it's going to bring a whole new dynamic, I think, which which should be pretty cool. Um, yes. So speaking of of being in the same place, you know, you've been in College Station for a while. Everyone's been in quarantine. What what has what has your quarantine looked like for these past you know, five months now? Um. Well, you know, I I kept going mainly in the gym. I never stopped uh, because I was able to go lift at a friend's garage during like the tough part of the quarantine, and then I was. Um, pretty much like everyone else out of the pool for a bit. I cannot even tell you for how long. I don't remember those things. I don't know. <laughs> I think I was back in the pool like at A&M around June, maybe, something like that. Uh, and I've been able to swim. It was only 50 minutes time slots. So we And we still have to sign up the day before to get a spot. It's only eight wow. spots with, if you have eight lanes. We're still there, you know. We're really still there. Um, and actually, we're still able to only sign up for 15 minutes until today. Now we can <laughs> sign up for two. So it's like an hour 40, but technically it will be like an hour. And now it's like two hours, even though I don't swim two hours. But it's only once a day. So it's been a bit slow. But um, for me, it's been great, to be honest. Uh, it just showed what I've been saying for a long time and uh, that I need to swim pretty much once a day. Uh, I don't need much more than an hour and a half. You know, you just get there and do quality things. You get rid of the, I call it the, I cannot say it, but you get rid of what is in between that make it makes it longer and, you know, like to feel like the sets and stuff. Uh, that will just make me tired. <laughs> so I'm excited. I just really like what's going on. It's been a bit weird because as many people, the pros cannot swim with the team and uh, we swim in a, in a lap pool, separate pool, um, just the pros. So it's like, in my group, we're about four. I swim with another girl and two other guys. And then Jason, my coach, comes every day at practice and uh, coaches us in between, like, coaching the, the guys' team on the other pool as well. So that's what's going on right now. Who who are the other three athletes that are with you in that pro group? So there's Monica uh, Gonzalez. There's mm-hmm. uh, Jose and her. Uh, and then there's Mauro Castillo. So there's a... I am breaststroke people with me. <laughs> I'm used to that. I'm used to that. All the pros are pretty much I am breaststroke. <laughs> so, see, I mean, that that makes sense, especially coming from A&M. Such, you know, Steve, especially on the, uh, Steve has, has produced so many breaststrokers, I am types, um, yeah. as has Jay. So what's what's racing in practice like? Like, are they doing the same kind of thing as you are? Are you guys all doing the same thing or do you kind of branch off from them? So what's very nice also, because, you know, you have to look at also the good size of everything that happened, being in quarantine, like not being able to swim the team. And it's been very good to us, I believe, because we get Jason is pretty much writing practices for the four of us, you know, and not for like 40 people, Uh, even though they will adjust. You have different groups and everything It's just much more like personalized. And um, so we... Well, I guess we, we split up, but he makes it so I will kind of be on the same level as them or do similar. We'll do like similar things together, like kicking, warm up. And then the men said in this moment, yeah, we split up, which makes sense because we don't assume the same thing. Um, you want an example of a set or something would, like that? I would, I would love an example of a set. Okay, so follow along because <laughs> so they were, so it was uh, 150 fly and then three 100 IM for them on like the 50 fly was on 50 
and the 100 IM was on one mm, 10 or 15. Doesn't matter much to me, anyways. <laughs> so that's what we were doing. And then the second run was two times 50 fly, three 100 IM, three times 50 fly until six. So six runs total. You go from 150 fly to six and you keep the three 100 IMs. And so while they were doing that on that enable, I was doing a 50 as well. And I was just doing a 25 fly, 25 free. And then when they were doing the three 100 IMs, the first one I was just taking rest. And then when they were leaving for the second one, I was going to 75 free. And then the third one, I was just taking rest as well. So basically their set was just keep going with not, with not much rest. And mm -hmm. I had like the rest I needed. And then, so basically I did six seventy-five three, and he asked me to descend by blocks of two. So it was like, uh, good, very, very good. And like, very, very, very good. That's how he said something like that. I was like, what does that mean? Bad, right? So that was, I just love that set. That was amazing. Cause it was, I got off practice and I said, Jason, this is amazing. Like, I like that. That's for me. I can tell, you know, it was like, I just felt like it was perfect. And I did the job and I did like the best I've ever done at practice. <laughs> so it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, that uh, the best you've ever done at practice especially post quarantine that is awesome that's super cool to hear w getting back in the water with did that you know doing those shorter quality efforts did that make it kind of easier after taking you know quite a while out of the water yes well you know when we during quarantine i was sleeping like i was 10 11 hours for three months so I'm still recovering from everything that has happened in the past. And that was just the perfect for me. That's why I'm saying it's just very, it's at my advantage, you know, if I look at the bright stuff, mm -hmm. uh, obviously it was not super easy to stay home and not do much, but that's when I, I went to the gym much more and try to replace like the swimming sessions that I wasn't getting. But um, yeah, and just, I don't remember the question. <laughs> what uh how when you first got back into the water do you oh. do, was it hard for you to get back into things or was it pretty easy with those shorter sets oh yes yeah, sorry well at first i was swimming on my own for a long time going outside you know trying to get a lane uh and i also before of that doing quarantine when i couldn't swim at the pool i went to a friend's backyard pool it was like 10 meters i would go four times a week just to get like keep the feel of the water. So I've done everything to make it good, I guess, when I come back. And that was pretty good. Um, mm. And at first we did a bit more like just easier aerobic, you know. Uh, so that wasn't bad at all. But I did, I mean, I made I made that happen. You know, it's not like I didn't take time off really. because uh, it was very challenging to go in that pool. I was doing four strokes before I had to flip turn. That's it. <laughs> it was a lot of frustration because you know you just that, at that moment, you just want to go easy. And I was dreaming and like, I even had a dream. It was, um, I was swimming in the hundred meter pool to tell you, you know, it was just like, <laughs> yeah. you just don't want to stop. You just want to go chill. I have that nice aerobic thing. Like it's the best. I couldn't get that. So I was very excited. When I first got in the pool, I just swam nonstop for like 40 minutes. Easy. Felt good. That's <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Especially getting the that's... fish out of the tank, you know. <laughs> absolutely um so so in water it sounds like things are going well tell me about outside of the water you know you spend a lot of time at the gym um you're doing things a little bit differently than maybe most people are 
Um, what, what are your weight workouts looking like? So basically what I do, I lift three times a week and then I do two sessions of like dry land and reinforcement drills. But I don't think it's the dry land people think of, you know, that is like cardio and things like that. So uh, when I lift, I do more, it's Olympic weightlifting, you know, so snatch and clean and jerk. I do everything from a uh, power. So I don't go below 90 degrees. Uh, I don't go down, you know, like it's, it's just not, I mean, for me uh, and then the swimmers, we don't really need to go like this low. Uh, so that's what I do. And also I do my official stretching and Eldoa. Eldoa is like a, it's so actually someone, a guy like Guy Loyer, someone like he's from France, from my hometown. He um, developed that method. Uh, so it's E-L-D-O-A uh, e if people want to look it up because it's just easier. It's a technique like designed for widening like the space within a chosen articulation, basically. If I try to like explain and mm -hmm. uh, my official stretching. So it's basically, it's um, like an active elongation. You will like stretch the muscle in the two opposite directions. And then you keep the position for a minute to 90 seconds. So it's a permanent stretch, you know? So it just like really helps to keep the joints and everything like healthy. Uh, and I do Olympic weightlifting because it's like for the engine, like to build like the power. You know, and all the, the drying that I do, uh, I had, I realized that I had a diaphragm issue. I'm not going to go on with that, but basically it was like very tight and very closed up, which didn't help with everything that happened in the past. Uh, so I'm doing like reinforcement. I put weight on it. I, I work on my ankles. So I don't do any sort of cardio, you know, it's just like specific like drills and exercises uh, for me, for what I need that I reinforce mm -hmm. and then I just train. So that's what I do. And I spend... Like the minimum, I guess, it, the time doesn't matter, but I, I do spend like around like three hours, three and a half hours at the gym uh, every day, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think the, the, I think that matters for listeners out there who are like, all right, what is it, what does it look like actually being a professional athlete? And it sounds like you found a routine that works for you. And, uh, and, and what works for you is spending that much time taking care of your body doesn't have to be in the pool, but it, it is doing things that are, that you've found are going to benefit you. It's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. And you know, what I like is that it's never easy to do something that hasn't been really done before, but I like that I found something and now I have people around me and then it's, it's starting to really work. I mean, at practice, I see a huge difference from all the work I've been doing the past three months. It's paying off right now. Uh, like I said, I'm going faster than I've ever been, so it's very exciting. It's it's just amazing. I feel just great. I feel stronger. I pull more water. Exactly what I need to do. Um, so it's it's paying off. People, you know, don't really understand why do you spend like four hours at the gym. Like, well, you know, first of all, I take my time. That's just like <laughs> coming from you know having to go swim and then having 45 minutes to get the the weight down and always rush, rush, rush. I'm just like. Man, I just go swim in the morning, let's say 8 to 10, 8 to 9. Go home, I eat, nap, like do paperwork, whatever I need to do. And then around 3.34. And also it's very flexible. I do whatever I want, pretty much. <laughs> I just in contact with my, my coach. I have a feel my other coach, not swim coach. That's the one that does like 
all the stretching with me. He's like a PT. He does a lot of things. He also um, coaches me for weightlifting. So he's, he's my man. I feel he's my man. Shout out to you, Phil. Uh, you know, if I have like, if I'm tight somewhere, he's going to work on it and all of that. So he sees me a lot. And so I go to lift or do dry land and uh, time to warm up and then do all the sets. I take like, you know, two minutes, three minutes between reps. And at the end, I do, we do some treatment if I need to. And then I will just do a long, like, my official stretching like session and it just allows me to refresh and then the next day i'm ready to go again you know it's i can feel a difference when i don't do them because i'm a bit lazy sometimes or not as good i feel a difference too so <laughs> i just feel it the next day yeah, yeah. Uh, which yeah again if you, if you found a routine that works for you especially as a professional <laughs> athlete it seems like that makes huge difference and uh whether it's in or out of the pool you know, if you're catching water, that's that's kind of what matters. Um, so uh, you lift three times a week. You're spending three hours at the gym. When did this all kind of start? Did this start with quarantine? Or were you kind of trying to put this into your routine even before that? So, no, I, I always spend quite a good amount of time of the gym um but you know i was doing some doubles at, before quarantine uh, i think it was three times a week uh and then i would leave that night after practice i was pretty late uh it was not as easy and what i did so basically it just I emphasized it more if you want to say it that way but it was already there before quarantine and now that i'm only swimming once a day that's why i made my schedule like you know, I just spread things around to have time to recover and just do things right. Like, because this is my job. So, you know, I don't want to just swim, try to get weight done as soon as possible and stay all afternoon and I have nothing to do, literally. Uh, so that's why I spread it up like that. It's just a work day, basically, you know, in the morning and then at night. I finish up. My day goes by so fast. I actually, I don't even have time to sit on my couch and watch a movie. Because I go <laughs> home, it's like 7.30, 7.45. I cook all the time now too because of my like food restrictions, uh, not restrictions, but what I've been doing with food, food wise, basically just easier for me to cook. And I like it. Uh, I just coming back to going back to my roots, you know, I used to cook a lot. I'm just more French than I, I've been the past four years. I'm coming back to who I am, you know, I will be very, I guess, American, you know, order a lot of food and stuff. Now I'm cooking pretty much every meal. Uh, so I know what I put in my plates and also can put a lot of quantities. And then um, also, you know, it's just like, it's just nice to cook anyways. So yeah, and then by this time, I also have two dogs that I take care of a lot. And these monsters have to go rent a lot. And so I <laughs> take them out, you know, two or three times a day for like 30, 40 minutes. And by the time I come back home, it's just the end. I have to go to bed. So... <laughs> Yeah, I, really, I, I really enjoy it to be honest I can't wait to leave and like get out of all of that but also it's something I've been enjoying so yeah I it it sounds like you've got a, a very good solid routine established um let's let's talk about that that diet your all, all the things you're cooking uh what <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think I think it's safe to say if swimmers start cooking, they're going to save money because they probably eat two normal meals at any restaurant uh, where most people would eat one. Uh, it, it certainly, in my experience, being around swimmers, being one myself. So, what are you making that uh, that you've been particularly happy with? I know you sent me a picture of your breakfast this morning. 
It looked delectable. Oh, uh, so good. T- tell me about tell me about uh, what you've been eating. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm actually super frustrated. It's not even cheaper to eat at that point <laughs> because, like, I do buy, I guess, more like quality stuff. Uh, so, anyways, let's start with. Uh, I guess I go all over the place all the way. So, I was always like bloated after meals and all of that. And then when I started looking at my diaphragm, we just we decided with my coach Phil that I was going to do a food allergy test. Uh, so that's what I did. And it came out that I should eliminate gluten, dairy, and a few specific like food, like, you know, turmeric and things that you wouldn't think would like inflame your body, uh, like kale, zucchini, eggplants. Uh, so it, it, it's been tough. I'm not celiac or anything, but those things really inflame my body and my, the, the degree of my the inflammation was to the max. Uh, it's called EMI. I don't remember what it stands for, but it's basically like uh, you just like put things on the trigger points in your hands and in your ankles, um, and then they look at the it calculates the the speed to which the electricity goes through the body, and so that tells you the like the level of inflammation, something like that. <laughs> and, gotcha. Uh, the normal is between 70 and 100 to give like an ID, and I was at 200. Like I was at the max of the graph for every okay. single point, which also is nice to have discovered because it explains a lot you know, with like the mental stuff because your um, stomach and everything is straightly direct, uh, related yeah. to the brain and everything. So it's actually was more physical than anything else. And it's been nice to figure that out. And I see and feel a huge difference. I'm still not in the normal range uh, of uh, inflammation, I guess, or like, you know, but um, it's going down and uh, I just feel a huge difference, uh, especially because, you know, I'm from Europe and the gluten is much more processed in here. Just like, that's why I'm saying I'm coming back to who I am, you know, (laughs) because that's just like, I have to be careful things that you weren't used to. Um, And I think it's making a, a big, big difference. I feel like, I don't know. I feel just less inflamed. Yeah, it's really what it is. I just feel like lighter, like with more calm. Uh, my energy is just like even more. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's big. It's huge. That I mean, it's that's great to hear. Uh, I know I know several people who have made similar changes to their diets, and they notice a big difference. Uh, especially you know an elite athlete who your your body is your job. Um, you know, that, that's, that's super cool. So tell me about, uh, specifically, what are you, what are you cooking up in the kitchen? What are, what is a daily meal for barrel look like? Well, actually, uh, I switch it up uh, pretty much all the time, as much as possible. At first it was obviously, is at first I lost a bit of weight cause I was like, I can't eat anything anymore, you know, cause like no mayonnaise, no like this and that because of turmeric or like, just like, uh, now I figured pretty much like I'm starting to figure it out. So, you know, for carbs, it's like simple. It's like sweet potatoes, potatoes, uh, corn, quinoa, rice, mm-hmm. uh, gluten-free pasta, gluten-free noodles, whatever you can find gluten-free and all of that. Uh, so I just mix everything up. I like to make little tacos for me. I just, I just make a lot of different things. I couldn't even tell you, but for example, today after practice, I make uh, four eggs. I cooked some like asparagus with, uh, mushrooms and then ah oh, dairy free cheese that's so good <laughs> so wow. i make that like nice plates uh, <laughs> then we have lunch and then snack and then dinner uh, so yeah 
I just make a lot of different things, you know, but also simple things like chicken, rice. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I'm fancy. Sometimes I'm very basic. <laughs> it's, you know, when you're, when you're that active, <laughs> I, I find it quite hard to be creative with your cooking. But if it's something you enjoy doing and you, and you get the time, it's certainly fun to kind of branch out and, and see what fun things you can make. Yes, it's, I've been uh, using my, I used my crock pot for the first time like two weeks ago. I was so happy about it. I did, like a uh, pork shoulder, you know, in like orange juice and all of that mixed. Oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> and then that's what I used. So I, I put that and I like hit like the corn tortilla. Then we put like black beans and rice or quinoa. Then just a bunch of things like avocado or hummus in the bottom. Yeah. I just love food. It makes me happy. You know, it really makes me happy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm salivating. I've been like, I've been hanging out with people a lot, uh, inviting people in my house a lot too. I just cook for for them or they cook for me. I've, I've been baking again recently. But same, I have to test everything because, you know, baking gluten-free and dairy-free is really not that easy. It's much easier to mess up something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know? Like you find recipes that are vegan, so you like the eggs you replace with flax seeds and water. But I'm like, I'm not vegan, so I put eggs and then it's too much, too liquid. I'm like, oh man, it's just a mess. <laughs> but it's funny, and it was pretty good. So <laughs> what what recipe what did you end up making for that? Uh, it was like a blueberry crumble, just very easy. Uh and uh brownie. The brownie was uh, so, so I, I actually made that for a French dinner that we had here because I found like a community of French people that are mm -hmm. amazing um and then they're like well you know they're very french they're like the brownie is very good but missing some better <laughs> <laughs> i was like i know i know <laughs> what is there is there something you miss the most eating that you are not eating currently <sighs> yes it's just the main thing couscous i, I just like couscous <laughs> It is like, uh, you know, because I'm from Marseille and we have like, a lot of culture from like, uh, like the Mediterranean, like food, like couscous with the veggies and like mm -hmm. merguez is called, I don't know what you call that in here, uh, like spicy sausage, I guess, <laughs> whatever you call that, okay. all of that food. And so, yeah, I miss that. And the main thing is when I go, for example, hang out with the French, they order cheese from France, like it's so good and I just cannot eat it. So cheese for sure. Just all of that. It's a bit more challenging because, you know, it's really is in the culture that the food and in a lot of culture, you know, the food is the moment of like you share with people and stuff. Um, so I go there and I do my like I bring my food or we just like change it up to make it work and stuff. But I just yeah, sometimes it's a bit frustrating. But, you know, what's crazy is that I'm getting more. It's just like, no, I know it's not worth it because it makes me bloated and I feel so good then. It's not even that hard anymore. I'm like, no, you know, don't worry. Um, I just rather like wait 30 minutes to get food that will do good to me than just try to eat this. And like, you will enjoy it in the moment. And then after that, it's like kind of regret it because I just, it makes me feel sick. So it's, it's a tough journey in my experience, learning to make those decisions and, and weighing the pros and cons and finally being able to say, no, I know. This isn't going to make me feel good. I shouldn't do it. And I think, you know, you, you make a lot of those decisions in swimming because you have to, you end up having to sacrifice so much, especially as a younger swimmer. 
So maybe, you know, I feel like you're a little bit more well equipped to be like, okay, nope, I, I know how to say no to this, even even if it is really good French cheese. Yeah, but trust me, I smelled it a lot. <laughs> you just, just waft. Okay, nice. <laughs> and that's enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, you have to know what you want. And that's something like, something happened. I don't know what it is, but something clicked in my head, I think, uh, in life or in swimming. And I'm very excited about it because the most important for me is actually life. Because, you know, swimming is amazing. It's a big part of my life. But at the end of the day, it is not. The whole life uh and so something clicked i just like i've always loved swimming i've always like wanted to achieve great things but now i'm really starting to like believe in myself and then i also see what i can do more and more because once you open the cage i was kind of in cage i put myself in cage and then in jail sorry and then i'm like opening this door now and it's just really amazing i keep saying you know i see life differently and uh, it's all about perspective, right? If something happened to you, it depends. Like you, you can be the like a victim about it. You know, oh, it's always me. Or you can just change your like self-talk or everything you say even out loud because other people hear you and uh, and you know see it. Like, well, it, this happened, but this could happen as well. Like, uh, I've been work basically what I've been doing is self-development. That's what I do all day long. You know, that's what I care about. I don't watch much like news or what's happening, but I'm doing like a lot of self-development and it's been, I've been doing it for a long time, but something clicked and really right now I see a big difference. And so I'm also, it's, a, I mean, I'm, it's never going to be done. You know, you keep working on it for life, but I already want to really help like people um, because I was someone that was, I cannot say really negative, 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 but it's kind of in the French culture, you know, we complain a lot. Um, Definitely, like, I'm just much different and that this new perspective is also changing my life in a great way. And also when you, uh, you vibrate, right? We all have, like, some vibrations and stuff and you also attract people depending on how you are. And I can tell, like, it's, it's been amazing. I really believe in, like, energies and everything like that. It's amazing what is, has been happening since I've been doing all that work and then that I see, like... Like, you know, I met people like Roland, like Showman, like at the clinic, we really connected. I met, I just like, amazing. Life is just amazing. There's a lot of horrible things that happen, but there's also like a lot of beautiful things that happen. And I, I'm really focusing on that. Um, yeah, beyond swimming. And like I've always said, if you're happy, if I'm happy, or like I think, I believe everyone, if you're happy, you swim fast. It goes with it, you know? So. Yeah. Uh I mean, that sounds, you know, self-development always seems like a good thing. And it sounds like you've really found your groove lately. You mentioned meeting Roland at a clinic. And I did see that you were in Arizona yeah. recently. Tell me about that. Well, um, we met at the clinic that we did together in Houston. And then we just, you know, we went out for dinner and stuff. And we talked. Uh, and he's also a big, I mean... He's been doing self-development a lot, you know, and he's like a speaker and all of these things. So we talked a lot about all of that. And I told him that I haven't left College Station in months at that point. You know, Sedona, Arizona, that trip was the first one in like months. I didn't. I went to Austin for a weekend. That's it. In like six or seven months. I was in College Station. So 
I told him, you know, it'd be nice for me to like go somewhere. I don't know. Like, and we talked about all that. And he told me he has like very close friends that have a place like a kind of a rejuvenation center or something like that in Sedona. And so we went there and that was just amazing. That really, really helped me like just get a fresh ball of air, you know? Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's like, I went there, you know, I could have just been on my side, not really talked to him, uh, which would not have happened, but <laughs> it depends on how you are, you know, we, I opened up, uh, we just connected and then everything happened because you open your door to like those things. So yeah, it was amazing <laughs> to see like, like the great things that can happen, like when you allow it to, so it's very nice. Anyone who's ever been to Sedona, it's, I think it's the most, be it's uh, top, easily top three most beautiful places I've ever been to. Uh, if you go to Beryl's Instagram, Gast at Gast to Swim, you can see her pictures that she posted. They're just gorgeous. Uh, having spent, I've had, I've had a couple conversations with Roland Skewman and, and he's, he's an enlightened dude. He, yes. uh, he, he seems like he really gets it. it. He has. He has a lot of he has a lot of really really insightful things to offer, and so that sounds that sounds super cool. Um, so wrap wrapping up here. Well, actually, hold on. You are a third gener. I wanted to ask you about this. You're a third generation French Olympic swimmer. Uh, you grew up with the swimming DNA. What was what was it like um, having not only your parents but your grandparents as well be swimmers? I don't know, you know, like, I think, uh, in contrary to what people think, uh, they have not been involved in my swimming at all. <laughs> they actually, like, were happy when I was uh, running track or, like, doing like, gymnastic <laughs> and other sports. Yeah, well, like, what was nice is they know what it is like and they know that you have to make sacrifices and stuff. And, you know, I left my house when I was 14 years old to go to train to Nice, two hours away from my house. I lived like pretty much on my own with uh, like I had roommates, but we were alone and I was 14 years old. So and they, they let me go, you know, same thing for the U.S. They never like they just understood. And I was obviously like they will. My dad was actually a coach for 18 years in swimming. And then he, when we, and because my brother was, was also a swimmer, when he started to be a bit more serious, he stepped out of the game, you know, uh, completely changed job. He just removed himself. And then um, even my mom, they were not really coming to swim meets or if we wanted to, you know, like everyone just like, they, they gave me the space, a lot of space. So it was very nice. And few, there's, it's very rare. We actually don't really talk about swimming like at all. It is very rare that my mom sometimes will make a little comment about a race or something because I know it doesn't go well. You know, I know exactly what I did. She's like, you know, like it was before. Like I feel like you were a bit short. You know, I'm like I know. Mom, you will just try just just one little cue something, and then she doesn't do it anymore. You know, it's something that didn't go right. That did not go well. Like I really know that happened. You know, I was in the race. I felt it, and the time showed it as well. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been great. I'm I'm really proud. Um, I don't think I realized until not long ago that is amazing and crazy that I'm the third generation Olympian. Um, but definitely. 
well, I want to say I never had pressure from my family or anything. And also, they always told me that swimming is just a sport. You know, that's where it comes from. Like, my mom and my dad always tell me it's just a sport. If you're not happy with it, if just move on, you know. And that's something that's stuck with me. Um, and I like it because it's true. You know, sometimes I feel like we, I don't know, we get, like, stuck into something that maybe doesn't make us happy and then we cannot get out because we've been doing it for so long. That's why the transition for every, any other sports, right? But I can see it's super hard for us, like the transition from swimming to the real world. Some people do very good, right? I have like friends that I see, they're doing very good because it prepares themselves. But a lot of us, and especially, for example, in Europe, when you don't have the opportunity much to do, uh, to have a degree on the side and keep swimming or things like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's better now. And actually, my family fought for that in France for the, we call it, we call it the la reconversion. I don't really know. Basically, you know, like the transition from like swimming to real life. And it's finally like people like the Federation and everyone is starting to make moves on that. But it's super important, like super important. Right. Because you, you've been doing a routine for I mean, I've been swimming for 17 years. OK, no, not much, but I was swimming like maybe twice a week. But <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you've been doing something and it's like a habit and then all of a sudden you have to be in the real world. You just drop there and most of the people get like depressed or not happy at all because we don't live in the same world at all. So that's where I realized even more how lucky I am to, to be able to leave from what I love doing. And that's also thanks to the ISL once again, you know, so yeah. I makes a lot of sense. I think that transition can be really hard for a lot of people. Um, and I think, you know, the fact that your family gave you no pressure, they're just like, hey, if you want to swim, you know, you know, if you don't want to, don't do it. And uh, that, again, it makes a lot of sense that you would have the perspective that you do now. Uh, so, so to wrap up our conversation, we started with talking about, you know, Budapest. Um, between now and then, which is not very long, uh, what are you focusing on just to kind of prepare for that travel and that first week of competition? Um, not much. <laughs> I just keep doing what I'm doing, you know, um, focusing on this. Well, I would love to be able to do some starts and stuff, but we don't have the pool, so I'm not focusing on that. <laughs> Now, basically, just keep doing what I'm doing. But I think I'm I'm doing a good job, and uh, even saying it like that is a big deal for me. <laughs> I'm doing a good job. That's how it is. That's it. Uh, admit it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, just like also the mental work. You know, just we can talk about that a little bit. I'm doing a lot of like mental work, psychologist, mental preparator, and that's crucial. And I think it's getting better and better. I can see a lot more people. You know. Uh, going and getting the help they need or just, you know, like you don't need to have issues to go and talk to a psychologist or mental preparator, right? You can just like figure things out with them that like, you can develop things as well. Uh, it's not because you don't have to be depressed to go see someone. That's something I just want to say because it's, I mean, obviously you have to find, you know, the right people. It might, may or may not work for you depending on the person and stuff, but it's huge. I mean, like a lot of people say at that point, at that level, we all train hard, we all have talent, it's all in the mind, right? And so it makes a big difference. And also not only in swimming, once again, it's like in life, <laughs> right? 
you just everyone i mean we just want to be happy right and for that you need to work for it and that's something i've, I've learned for me like before the, the episode i had it came easy to me but now it's just like different it's like i have to work for it i have to work to like have positive self-talk uh, work to like change if i see that you know sometimes you just you wake up from a nap or from in the morning somehow you don't know why you just don't feel good or like you're just moody or things work on the fact that you're gonna go out maybe just force yourself to smile or like just don't stay like change it turn it around you know it's happening but you can make you can take actions and make it move and make it change so i've been working on that and that's super it's challenging because sometimes unfortunately you fail you know sometimes it's just like this wave just hits you of like anxiety or whatever it is any it's not easy but i feel like that's what i've learned it's just for me if you would not if i would not uh succeed right away i would be like ah whatever you know and now it's like no actually i really that's something i've learned i mean people say it but you know it clicks or it doesn't click sometimes you just have to keep going keep going and at some point it's just it's just gonna work uh, that's what has been happening and it's super exciting what it does because you're like wow like two weeks ago this same thing happened to me and i just you know I was put my head down put body position body posture stuff all of those things super important and now you know i started standing up straight my breathing was better and you just like release this like if you smile you release this hormones in your brain everything just like gets better and better life is amazing there you go. <laughs> it's beautiful because there's so many possibilities. I've, I've basically, I went to the, the bad side of like using, you know, like visualization against you and all of that. And now I'm going on the other side. And that's very nice because it's a very powerful like thing. The brain is very powerful. So, yeah. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Life's amazing. From Barrel Gas to Dello. Uh, Dude, thank you so much for coming on and talk with me. It's it's always so great hearing your perspective, and it sounds like you're kind of on a roll right now. It sounds like things are going well, so I'm super excited to follow the results in Budapest and see how your experience there goes. Yeah, um, it is. I'm not going to lie. It is going well, but I made that happen, you know. For a long time, it was very, very difficult, and so it's about time that this wheel turns for real for me. Uh and I'm excited to see what I can do too. The main thing is just, I'm just gonna have fun. I'm a, it just, that's just different perspective on life. And yeah, if the results come, it will be, it will be even better. It's like uh, the ice on the cake, something like that you say. I don't remember that. <laughs> I say the, icing on the cake. Yeah, we said the cherry on top of the cake if you translate, but I know it's not the same in English. <laughs> you can put a cherry on a cake. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I'm excited. And are you gonna be there or? Um, TBD. We don't know yet, but I've got my fingers crossed, and uh, we'll see. Hopefully. Hope. I'm. I'm hoping so too. You've been listening to the Swim Swim podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.